0: welcome 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 to another edition of the healy and bailey notebook covering everything well that involves canadian footy uh it's been a minute it's been a minute mitchell how are you doing buddy i i see you're in your hospital bed there by the looks of it uh, uh do you need anything or what's going on
1: yeah checking in live from the uh the halifax regional hospital here um I'm mean, all hooked up, and uh, no, I'm in my kitchen. I've come down with something. I I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, I'm just real, real congested, Josh. Uh, you know, runny nose really disrupted my sleep. I had to take the afternoon off from work. I, you know, I was I was calling in sick, but I yeah. you know, I wasn't faking it. It was it was genuine. Um, so you know, playing a quick round of uh, FC Twenty Four as Toronto FC, I beat the New York, uh, New York City FC 10-1. Totally realistic simulation, for um, sure. Went for a walk and, and now we're here. You know, I just I passed out for a half hour before the show. I felt like I got hit by a bus, but uh, I got a tea in one hand and the uh, coffee in the other. So, one for the uh, the come up and one for the come down. So, is had to push through.
0: Is that the right mix for the concacaf flu? I'm I'm unsure. I've got a different thing going on on my end here. Well, what but, do you got? Uh, uh, well, I don't know if you still have this as well but uh conca over christmas time, yeah conca cat flu oh, over sicker. christmas time uh my parents give like so much chocolate so like it's february and i still have like two giant sized toblerone bars that me and the missus are working on i i don't know if it's the same for you but like i still have a whole basket of like
1: goodies that we haven't even touched well my problem is that i don't have a vehicle i live right downtown halifax i don't need one as of right now so when i go home for christmas sometimes I can't actually, you know, my mom gives me some, you know, stuff with the, the, the sock or whatever. And, uh, I can't take it all back with me, you know, cause I gotta take the, I got like an, I had an air fryer. Like I couldn't get it all back. To the, <laughs> I take the bus back and it's just like, I got two bags and then, you know, so some things need to be sacrificed and they just end up getting recycled back through the the house that I was at. So, um, my, my chocolate, my Christmas chocolates could extend perhaps to the, to this month, but, it doesn't always happen due to uh, you know unfortunate circumstances, but maybe are you a sweet tooth guy? I really am, but not chocolate specifically,
0: but just like bakery treats in general. I'm I'm I go weak in the knees for a for a chocolate éclair or or a, you know a homemade donut or something uh, like orange and cardamom. Okay, are the best? It's like the best combination in the entire world. I absolutely love them. Uh, we had friends who who did like a donut making class and they came with like a dozen of these orange and cardamom donuts. And I must have mucked half of them myself. They were just so I, w- I was afraid I would never taste
1: anything as good again. So I just really embrace gluttony. You know, I like a, uh, ever since I went to Italy, I had my first like I know you can get cannolis here, but I had my first cannoli over there. And, uh, you know, every so often I, I think about cannolis, but I don't act, you know. I got them from Sobey's once uh, a couple Ooh, months ago. and yeah, I, we okay. went out, oh, oh, Not man. quite the same, huh? No, way too sweet. It's not the same. Um, how many uh, quality street chocolate boxes that exist in the world right now do you think actually have chocolate in them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, about yeah, yeah 100%. Right? From yeah, Mr. yeah, NASA? no.
0: Um, well, the 100,000 at my nan and grandfather's house uh do not contain any chocolate so i I'm, I'm sure it's it's the same for uh most people at least in canada
1: mm. it's false advertising um so yeah but it has been a while since we've uh checked in i mean we did release the marcus haber interview last week and uh but the last time it was we great were recording... by the way
0: first time listening oh, that's true <laughs> because you
1: you missed out on the uh you, you came off injured in the 11th minute of that that chat so um you gotta get stretchered out um but uh, yeah, so we're back. We're back in business. There's a lot that's happened. Uh, we got a big list of of things to to discuss and, and chat about. Um, but you know, real serious matters. Before we get in, um, it, for the listeners that you know might might tune in on right, on a weekly basis, they they would know. A couple weeks back, I started with a new uh, indoor winter uh, seven aside uh, rec team here in Halifax, and I and I'm here to announce, man, it, it has not been on to off to a good start. <laughs> i feel like toronto fc in the inaugural season in 2007 we are four games in and we still have not scored i don't know what it is
0: oh my god dude that's uh do you have you guys had like a, a a pre-match meeting at this point like have like a little strategy session to be like okay guys this is where we're gonna pick to push. we um, tried you've already done the like okay everyone let's take this more seriously talk
1: (laughs) yeah i'm dead serious this is my problem like my problem is that i played like competitively and i stopped at 14 i pivoted i went into the creative field music and all that now i got into journalism now we're back here in footy land and i want to play and i expect to come back in and you know be at the same the same heights of my glory days at 26 um but yeah i don't you know there's there was a few players like that we we know you know we're, everyone is good everyone has their different skill levels. <laughs> so I'm not here to, to sure. trash anyone, new one, but um, yeah, I just don't know what it is because my because it's a group of individuals. So we never yeah. met like it's like we all just get thrown in together. We're playing against teams that, that know what they're doing and then always play together. And uh, it's a real interesting dynamic. It, I, you know, I think that this Monday is the it's the time it, it's coming up because I also have an issue with my knees too. I went to an osteopath on Monday. I Have you ever been to one of those? Different. Well, this is for another time. But hopefully, this is gonna fix this issue because I've had a uh, terrible knee pain. I feel like Luis Suarez. Um, <laughs> so and it's it's, impact, you, have it's a a day, you have a three day. You have a three day
0: routine. <laughs> yeah. To play your Monday night match.
1: Yes, uh, I've been. I you should see my the, the amount of uh, knee exercise tabs that I have open on on my uh, my Safari right now is is unprecedented. But I'm I'm taking the you know, the act, the scratches and all this stuff, seriously. And I think that we're going to, we're going to really turn it around. So um, just in case anyone has like been on the edge of their seat, really wanted to w- wondering it what's going on. Yeah. What are your, thoughts? I don't know.
0: I don't know if you've tried ice baths or not, but I have a no. feeling that forge and their players probably need an ice bath after their match uh, the I... other night with Chivas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: well uh, t- transitioning. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, listener, um come on d- were you able to were you able to catch that at all after or
1: oh yeah i caught that i caught the match uh obviously we're talking about forge versus uh chivas guadalajara in the uh champions cup match on wednesday night recording on friday um yeah no i caught the whole thing as it was as it was on um i was really excited to i was looking forward to that match um i, yeah, I rewatched the the first half of it yesterday morning and i i, I think that yeah, three one was was probably a fair result when you when you consider everything, and how the match was played, and the fact that Ford hadn't played a competitive game since October. Yeah, you know, I guess um, aside like Chivas Guadalajara, um, that obviously are are at a different level and they're act and they're mid season in, in Liga MX as it is. So, um, well, yeah, what what were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it's uh, really interesting. I I thought overall. Forge didn't look bad considering the giant layover that they had, right? I, I, someone put it out. It was over a hundred days or something since they had played a competitive football match. That's a long time to, to wait in between. And so to have your first serious competition be the champions cup, I think is a pretty tall order. Uh, and it showed right? like the mistakes that led to Chivas's goals were, were men- mental errors, I, I guess, like, so on the first goal, for example, Batty Banga just he puts it up the middle, and it gets picked off, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, they're just able to to slip a little pass through, and uh, to to go up one nil. But at the same token, they replied like their Borges goal right. was wicked, right? Tristan Borges uh, uh, th- receives the ball from a switch, dribbles into the box, and he just puts a perfect cross in for uh, Mr. Campbell to. To bang home and and all of a sudden you're tied you're like okay they're they're still in this but uh the the mental errors i guess mm. continued
1: yeah it, i mean there i think those are the types of errors that you would expect to see from a side that is just coming at a preseason directly into a continental cup competition i mean yes they were at home but you know the atmosphere like what was the percentage of Shivas of fans that the Forge fans nonetheless i mean i see that debate on on x but I think that it's an overall positive to see 11,000 football supporters out in Hamilton on a, on a Wednesday night in February. I mean, that's, that's a massive gain. I mean, stuff like this, this, this culture isn't developed overnight. And uh, just to see that I think is, is progress. Um, yeah. I, I agree regarding um, Betty, Betty bonga, Betty, Betty that's a fun name <laughs> to say. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, is. Uh... But I, I did notice. Yeah. He, he seemed to, it took a while for him to get into the game. I, I don't know if he ever, you know, such a talented player, scored some absolute right. screamers in and his first season with Forge last year. And yeah, I, I noticed that he did it almost felt like he gave the ball away more than he actually did. I, I he wasn't as involved as I expected him to be. He was kind of in the in the middle of the park. And um there was a few giveaways that, that stood out in the first half, and like you mentioned, one that that led to the first goal, which was K Cowell's first goal for for Shivas. Um and uh, yeah, but they didn't respond well. That that uh, that when they were able to get it out of their own third and actually carry the ball and make some progressive passes, it seemed to always be those switches. Um, yeah, I agree. Where, where Borges was in the, in a lot of space, and that was also their best play of the match as well. That 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 opening goal, and uh, so it was nice to see them that respond. But and it definitely wasn't as much of a as a landslide as I think that maybe some people, little pessimistic supporters, might have thought it would be.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Again, when you, you include all the factors, like as we already talked about, they haven't played in a while. Also they've had roster changes since the end of last season, right? This isn't the same squad that's coming back from uh, winning the playoffs and the CPL, right? Like mm-hmm. uh Magikar James is gone. Tristan Henry, who has been there rocking in net for so long, he wasn't available and it doesn't seem like he'll be available for the next leg. Right. And uh, one of their players as well, um, uh, Poku, uh, he was what, on for 10 minutes. minutes before, yeah, 11, 10, yeah. 11 minutes before he got s- subbed off as well. So there were a lot of different dynamics going on, and they're having to play in, uh, you know, one of the biggest clubs in Mexico. So I, it's, wh- it's, it's it's a hard ticket.
1: What did you think of Um, uh, um He was playing I, as a
0: left back, right? Yeah. Mean, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I thought that he did, I mean, despite the fact that he was basically tasked with chasing Cowell around all night and Cowell still was able to to get, you know, two goals and an assist. There was numerous occasions where I remember him coming in and making clean challenges and 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 giving Cowell a hard time and then trying to get around him. Um he's only a twenty one year old young young Canadian player. I think he's going into his third season with Forge now. So yeah. Um Players like that, I mean that, that that's what excites me about the Canadian Premier League when you see someone who's already entering their, their third professional season and they're have and, and they're developing like that and it's on display. Um so I I thought that he had a relatively strong match. Um who who did you think st- uh, stood out for you?
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's a bit yeah, funny. <laughs> well, I was gonna say it, it was almost a case of like who didn't really stand out to me. Uh, David Schwannier, who we've made so much about in the past, about like being like a, a big match type player, I I felt like he was really nullified and and really didn't f- find as much room as one might have expected. Uh, we already talked about Batty Banga as well. Man, every time I say his name, it feels like I'm playing the drums or something. But yeah, it's the uh, Betty,
1: Batty Banga. Yeah, I always I always <laughs> want to say like Batty Batty Banga. I always want to do like a double Batty. It's a Batty. Yeah, I know. It's fun. It's fun to say.
0: It it really is, but um no one in particular really really stood out um you know i i thought taron campbell's finish was was excellent um and you know he did have a a bit of movement um one player who again i you know take everything with a grain of salt because it's just so early and and all the different circumstances but like if forge had been in mid-season some of the shots that they were taking they wouldn't have missed um yeah uh like Kyle Becker had two or three golden opportunities at the top of the box. He's got the ball at his feet and he just skies them like that doesn't happen to an in season Becker in the same way. So it, as, as you said, like a lot of people said, you know, it wasn't even close to whatever and they'll point to Cal's performance, but overall, like I thought they, they looked pretty good for a
1: side that hadn't played in, in months and months. Yeah, for sure. Um, is it uh i have a difficult time pronouncing. is it hijabapur i was yeah. showing you it on the scratch i think that he was their best player on on the night i think he did a pretty good job uh maintaining possession centrally and then and then finding those 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 p- connecting passes wh- whether it was switching it over to um to Borges or or chanier um or is it Schwanier or Schwan a Schwan- word? Schwan- is it Schwanier? I don't want to mispronounce it. I, it's weird because I, I watch the games, I read everything, and then when I get to talking about it, I don't want to <clears throat> do a mispronunciation. But anyway, what I'm saying is he was he did an excellent job switching it out to, to both flanks uh for the most part. I think he was probably their most dangerous attacking player.
0: I I would agree with that. Um the uh my French immersion school uh in me tells me that uh Schwan-Yar is how it's pronounced by David yeah. Schwanier. Um how, what what you did you think of Anshinoti uh, Johnson? Obviously, he was partnered most of last year with Manjikar James, but I thought they really relied on him on the back end to kind of solidify it with the, some of the young bucks that you mentioned.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, he's he's one of the more experienced players on that pitch for, for Forge and in these types of situations. Um, I, I think that he was... I think that overall, like you said, like there wasn't really many individual standout performances. I, I do believe that I think it was the second goal. I mean, perhaps it was the first goal, just that outside of the foot pass that led right to right into Cowell's feet, and he was in so much space and just tucked it behind the keeper. Yep. Um, I recall he was one of the three defenders that were caught ball watching in, in that moment, and there was a few other occasions as well. Um, I think you could just chalk that up to opening match jitters and, and, and just not... You know, being mentally used to this on a on a regular basis and getting back into it, I think that yeah, Sheba's just knew how to exploit those spaces and and forge were had delayed reactions that uh, that come that 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 bit them uh, on on every goal. You know, yeah. Um, and I think he he kind of fell into that category, but I don't think that he had a bad performance per se. Sure.
0: Um, one thing I'm really happy you brought up, Mitchell, was talking about the culture and developing it. Like, I don't know about you, but sitting here in my living room, like I could feel the energy, like you could hear uh, the trumpets going and all of the flags. And, you know, even even the supporters group for Forge put in a great effort. Like, as you said, the fact that 11,000 people came out in the middle of the winter, that's Mm -hmm. amazing to me. And I had the chance to um, talk to Kevin Anderson, who, of course, has a podcast covering Forge, and he has a blog as well. He does great work, go check him out. But I was talking to him uh i think afterwards and and he mentioned you know like he's obviously a big big footy fan a big cpl fan but like watching all of these away supporters come in repping their club like spoke to him about like where they want to go in hamilton um, as a supporters group and and uh like culture around their club and i think that's super cool to meet people from around the world who love the exact same sport as you uh, and they have their own traditions, and you're telling them their traditions, and here you are in downtown Hamilton, uh, all getting to mix and congregate, and and I just think it's a really, really cool thing that wouldn't happen um, in this part of the world if it weren't for having the, the CPL here.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that just building off of what you mentioned as well, it's like I, I saw some some criticism um, from like toward uh, some Forge fans, or perhaps they were even from some some. Fans of Forge that attended the match that kind of felt like, you know, they were drowned out or they didn't, couldn't match Shivas, And this is embarrassing. This is in your own backyard. Like you're here in Canada. Like you should show, but it's like, we don't like you Like this club is 117, 118 years. Like there's all nearly 120 years of history with this associated with this club. And it's not this Forge is heading into their sixth season. I mean, yeah yes okay this is should this match could have been promoted better i guess to an outside audience You're like oh hey this is going on but it's like what is forge's you know weekly attendance to begin with it's around four or five thousand right yeah around five yeah, around five, yeah. Good day. so like you know uh yeah there was eleven thousand at this match why because a storied mexican club was playing in your backyard like that's to be expected. But I think it's what you could do is is learn and talk with these supporters of this club and, and and try to, yeah, like what you just mentioned there, perhaps get some ideas of ways to bring more people together and create a similar culture over time here in uh you know in a Canadian city. I mean, we're not going to get to that kind of point if we don't have these kind of experiences and uh from photos that i saw like you saw shiva supporters and forge yep. fans hanging out taking photos like i don't see that as a bad thing like this is not a, a historical rivalry these guys aren't going to be at each other's throats like i get it you, yeah like if you want to scream at the other fan base and and, and you know <laughs> and and all in in good nature like get it going like that makes the atmosphere exciting like i support that um mm-hmm. it's not to say like everyone should just you know just getting along just because you know we're it's not that big of a deal it's like but yeah yeah. learn from the the other supporters club and yeah try to incorporate that culture for the coming season i mean i think it's all positive really
0: yeah i'm in the exact same boat as you it it can only be taken as positive and uh yeah it was it was good football to watch like i i I thoroughly enjoyed it uh of were located in Nova Scotia uh, it was a little bit harder to watch the Whitecaps kick off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. later that evening I, d- I don't know if you had a chance to catch it live but unfortunately I I didn't so I ended up watching the highlights but uh man uh, what a- what a heartbreaker for them right I, I mean know. like it's still a good result to to go back to Tigris 1-1 but uh, it's just the way that happened that that they might be kicking themselves a little bit, I guess, because they were so close to to walking away with uh, with that win.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, and Tigres have been pretty flawless at home for, for a majority of their season domestically so far. So, yeah, I mean, it would have been more encouraging and that they would have some more confidence heading into Mexico and try to hopefully hold up for a draw or just, you know, get a, get a couple goals and, and pull off that upset. I, I don't think all hope is lost now. They have a bit more of an uphill uh battle but uh yep. from yeah i caught some of the first half like you mentioned it was 11 p.m when it came on here and 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 the east on the east coast so um it was nice to see Crylock, uh the white caps his new signing from real salt lake uh pick up his first goal for them and his first yep. appearance and what a beautiful you know just combination play that led to that as well with that ball from gall the flick on header from from brian white into the the feet of uh Crylock to volley it. um past uh, Guzman the Tigres keeper and uh yes of course like the the goal uh Gignac that that uh, scored um for Tigres the you know 38 year old French striker <laughs> has played uh in Mexico for nearly a decade now 365 appearances 204 goals I mean this guy scored against Vancouver seven eight years ago as well and and broke their hearts so um it's crazy to see it happen again uh you know there were some crazy saves from uh Takaoka as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another name I'm like, damn, did I mispronounce that? But anyway, the Whitecaps keeper made some fantastic saves. Um, and uh, I think it wasn't a bad performance for them. They were unlucky to to, to not have a few other ones go in. Um, that offside, that that call, the disallowed goal, did you see that? I had to re watch it a few times to figure out why it was actually disallowed. I'm sure the ruling is probably public somewhere now, but. I really did not understand, understand why that was offside, but there was, I forget which player it was, but there was like earlier in the play when they were coming down into the box, uh, whoever was on the, the right-hand side before they whipped it in, whoever was the, the, per, the player that received that ball was, was quite a bit offside and then crossed it in and it took a deflection, landed that. There. there was a couple sequences that led to the goal that happened after the call that I believe was why the goal was called offside. Um, so it was it was kind of difficult to miss at first. Like I remember looking at the YouTube comments on the highlight video, and people were like, I don't understand what why that what happened. Yeah, out. yeah. But I I yeah, I I if when you go back and look at the, the buildup in the play, there's a clear offside before the goal. So, you know, because that's always worse when you feel like you've genuinely been robbed and then you can see late. Now it's a draw. It's like that's not even fair. Um
0: yeah, still it's bit, bitter pill, at, right? Yeah. Yeah um very very similar to in hamilton uh great scenes at starlight stadium right the place was rocking and what's really nice with that like obviously theirs is a a permanent stadium but it's it's like a pop-up stadium and just the way it's built or whatever it's it's uh very like insular um it was kind of i thought it was kind of cool actually to see the place like pretty well sold out and and uh yeah like are so close to the play there which is which is neat it's kind of like being at the wanderer's grounds in a lot of ways but with running water
1: (laughs) yeah exactly um which is interesting too because that's obviously where uh cavalry in orlando will be playing next week as well and um you know all right is it next week or is it um Uh,
0: february 21st so what is that two weeks now yes i think
1: it's two weeks yeah yeah as i said that i knew it wasn't this week coming up but um that's going to be an interesting one because those are two sides that are actually coming at a preseason where the difference is with this you got Chivas and Tigres who are already in the middle of their season playing against two clubs that are playing the first competitive matches in, in a couple months where Cavalry Orlando will both be you know a little Rusty
0: yeah I, I think this may have the opportunity to be like the most even footed uh tilt between all the three um canadian champions cup uh, stuff um the other thing that's really interesting is that like this isn't it won't be on home turf for for either for either club right uh so i i think uh, denton actually put it out on x earlier about like you know who who is going to show up for this game it will be CP, cpl fans people who want to see cavalry lose like will there be traveling orlando fans uh, yeah. i think it'll be really interesting to, to see how that all shakes out but i do know that cavalry put together a travel package for uh fans to be able to go to the match so uh, i i'm curious to see how many actually like took up the opportunity to, to go out and have a little late february visit to vancouver island
1: <laughs> yeah i i i wondered the same as well i mean and and what you said as well as maybe perhaps this will be the more the most competitive out of the the three Canadian yeah. club ties. I mean, just just to hold off some optimism regarding a potential upset. I mean, Real Esteli FC in Nicaragua beat uh, Club America, which is you know arguably a favorite to win this whole sure. competition. They beat them at home. And that's more of a, I would say that's definitely yeah. more of a parity gap than uh, you know, the the reigning CPL champions and uh Chiba. So um yeah, anything is possible there. I don't really know Wait. my point is there. <laughs> no, no, I know I,
0: I I I get what you're saying though. I'm picking up what you're throwing down, right? Like don't count up? Yeah, I'm picking it up.
1: Don't uh, I can throw are holding it up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't uh don't count anyone out in in any of these legs, right? I mean even though uh, people say that like forge was you know outclassed or whatever it's still 3-1 and it', it right like it's on yeah. it's on aggregate so it, it, for them to score two goals isn't the most ridiculous thing and then things go to penalties or something Right? Hey, but, tfc
1: did it if
0: tfc can do it anybody can do it right? yeah <laughs>
1: and they can get michael bradley come on he could sky right over the bar. um yeah no so so yeah so still i'll be tuned in for both of them i think both of those matches start pretty late next week but you know we'll be here it's i think it's great for canadian soccer i I love i love seeing three clubs involved in this this competition
0: yeah one thing i wanted to touch on before we move on as well is um of course with all the csb media pro stuff this gets uh end up broadcast on (laughs) one soccer here in canada um and Obviously we discussed it on our, on our last show, but just for me, it was really nice to see those guys, you know, reporting, doing their job, doing what they love. Like I, I spoke to just sent Jordan Wilson a text or whatever. And like what he came away with, like, it's just, I'm so happy to be back covering the game. I love. And I I think that's, you know, I don't want that to be
1: lost in the shuffle because they did a, they did a great job. I thought. They did. And it was really helpful for, for myself as well. Preparing for this episode, just to so I missed the Whitecaps game, so just to listen to their coverage and everything, and um, at the post match analysis they uploaded to the YouTube channel, like it's great. And then you got uh, Alex and Josh doing a one hour "What did we learn?" video from the two matches on YouTube. Like this is the content that we need. We like if we lose that kind of content, like who knows if there's if there's a You know, a network that are a company that's willing to step up as of right now and pay these people to produce this content that is so vital to the growth of the Canadian soccer ecosystem into keeping people engaged. Like, yes, Canadian Premier League is gonna keep putting out their their written content, which is great. But like I like that analysis, man. I like, you know, hearing from Jordan and, and, and Gareth Wheeler too. I think that like Gareth Wheeler gets a black online, oh Canada, baby, I get it, but I like like you gotta have all these guys bring something else to the table. And I thought that, um, Adam Jenkins and, and Oliver Platt, they went back to back, you know, right from that <laughs> studio and, uh, did both games. Like i um, the Vancouver game started right after the forge game and they pivoted beautifully. Like Adam Jenkins, he is a killer commentator, man. Like he really, he, he, you could tell he, he cares about what he's doing and, um, he does his research. He knows his stuff. He has his notes, you know, um, He's enthusiastic. He's not boring to listen to like some other, you know, American, North American, Canadian. I think Canada's actually done pretty well with our, with our, in our commentary game. Um, we got like a select few and they all, you know, pull their weight. But that being said, anyway, happy to have one soccer back to a degree. But I mean, based off the CONCACAF president's appearance on uh, Footy Prime yesterday... <laughs> uh fifa right. vice president um it, it sounds like behind the scenes things have already been sorted out and it's just you know still yet to be announced he also made it a he made a comment on on footy prime saying that you know it's kind of a positive thing it's like oh we're getting to the point now where we have beef with the league and broadcasters like we made it we're here I, was like, I thought that was a really <laughs> interesting take that uh that was made
0: uh, yeah yeah and um there's no sure sign that something's in the works um, as when i reach out for comment from from the league and i don't hear anything back yeah. which makes me think that they're writing their release uh, or yeah. or they're working the details out Um obviously well, it's I'm been a couple of weeks now yeah there it is so uh hopefully hopefully That's we'll have some clarity in the next little bit and uh yeah know what's going to happen for you know the canadian men's national team the women's team
1: Yeah, Uh, and the CPL at large. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But shout out to Victor uh, Montagliani for the scoop there on the the show yesterday, footy Prime, because that was encouraging to hear like someone like him is obviously in the know he was former Canada soccer president as well. Of course, you know, he's Canadian has the relationships should know I was surprised how candid he was about it. So um, hopefully that's that's encouraging stuff because I I don't want to see any of those reporters and pundits and analysts lose their position covering Canadian soccers. I think it's integral and uh, I, I like what, what they have. So hopefully the financial stuff can get sorted out in the back, in the back room and we'll be able to push ahead for 2024 CPL season. With that being 100. said, a lot of news in the CPL this week.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's, it, it's been a crazy day and, or not even just day, but a week, as you said. And I think we should start with the goalkeepers, honestly, because so to start things off, Right before the the Forge match in his pre-match press conference, Bobby Simeona says that Tristan Henry is not going to be available, uh, it sounds like, for either leg of the Champions Cup. Um, I did poke around a little bit just to, to see what was going on. It said for personal reasons, uh, but I had previously had someone tell me that there's more going on behind the scenes. And I haven't been able to exactly figure it out, but uh, I I checked around the league and there were a couple more people who had also heard something similar specifically that it kind of sounds like uh, Henry is looking to move on. Um, again, it's it's hard to know at this time where the club is saying one thing, but sources are saying another. Uh, so I haven't, you know, I, I, I don't want to push things too hard, but um, if, you know hopefully everything's all right with henry but uh if if you know what people are saying are true that could be a a big loss for forge moving into the cpl season if if for whatever reason be it personal or a transfer he's not available to forge for for the rest of the year
1: i would just be curious as to if there was a move in the cards where that would be would it be another cpl club Perhaps Valor. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't think so after their announcement today of their their latest recruitment, but I I, I couldn't see him. I mean, he's a talented keeper. He's 30 years old. Where does he go from here? I mean, Norway. Like, what is the you know, the European equivalent? Go somewhere in, you know, Finland. Uh I'm not sure. Like, you know, it's it, it would be interesting to see because obviously, you know, the Canadian clubs, as far as I'm concerned, as the, the third figure, they got things figured out, at least in the goalkeeping department. I mean, TFC is Sean Johnson, uh, Jonathan Serwa, and CF Montreal. And Agreed. Vancouver, obviously. So, yeah, I don't really know what the outcome of that would be. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'm very similar, right? Like, you look like, okay, is he going to move to another Canadian club? They're all pretty locked down. He's 30 years old, right? He's not going to want to, in my opinion, he won't want to go to another CPL club because he's won four out of five championships in, in the last, uh, last five years. So like, why would you go to a a, a worse club? You're already the starter for one of the best clubs, right? You've got, you've you've got a legacy and and a reputation at Forge. So, um, I did have someone suggest that it, it might be in the USL or, or just to like try something different a little bit. Because again, it has been a half decade that he's been at Forge. Uh, but it'll be really interesting to see what comes out in the next little bit. I did reach out to the club to see if they had a comment and just to ask a couple of questions. And whether he would be available f- for the beginning of the CPL season. Or if there was any truth to to some of the speculation that was going on. Uh, and I haven't received a response, so um, we'll we'll have to wait on this one. But hopefully everything's o- okay with him. And uh, if it, if it is uh, transfer news, then then you
1: know hopefully that comes out sooner rather than later. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, lots of other announcements, and you know CPL Sign, this is The last time we've recorded, I mean, David Norman Jr. to Vancouver, yeah. uh, Stirring, uh Telford to Halifax. Where where would you like to begin here
0: yeah you know what honestly i i uh, might start with see i want to talk about the one that uh, i broke today just because Let's it's been with that one yeah a, a couple a couple weeks so uh i had heard a message or i got a message probably five weeks ago saying watch ottawa obviously they've had just an incredible offseason right like they're bringing in Fantastic players with Chris uh, Tvardek coming in. Um, so he's been overseas. He's in Ottawa a local boy, right? They brought in De Bruyenne at the beginning of the year, uh, well, end of last year. Uh, they brought in Tabla. Uh, so, you know, he's he's proven and, and he's a good player as well. And so they said, they're not done yet. Um, anyways, I went on to poke around a little bit more and I found out that uh, it sounded like Valor was signing a new keeper, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, and lo and behold, Rayon Yesley had been transferred to Ottawa for a fee. Valor had signed a new keeper and were um, having Noah Verhoven sent over on loan. So it took a couple of weeks to put it all together. But uh, finally today, I, I had it confirmed with enough sources to put it out. And, and what a blockbuster of, uh, of a move from Atletico. One, just in securing Verhoeven for that extra year, he signed to 2025 and putting him out on loan. So, obviously, the likelihood is he wouldn't have cracked Athletic's roster this year with how stacked they are. So, he gets experience, but is still under club control. And then they bring in Yesley, who was one of the best keepers uh, nominated last year for uh, Keeper of the Year, if I remember correctly. And he's going to battle it out with Nathan Ingham, who is already a a fantastic keeper so it's a win-win-win in in ottawa land
1: best in-house goalkeeper battle in the cpl
0: and that's what was really interesting as well so once i found out that okay yesley is going to ottawa surely ingham's got to be going somewhere and everywhere i checked said no i haven't heard anything on ingham at all he's he's got a multi-year contract uh, he seems pretty happy in Ottawa. He's got his like little side hustle. Uh his his bartending and I restaurant saw that photo business.
1: before we recorded. I saw it in there.
0: Yeah, the- yeah. So like he's he's happy where he is. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. And and he is a quality keeper, right? So uh it, it sounds like for the time being, they're gonna have run with the duo of Yesling and Ingham. And uh may the best man best man win
1: minutes, essentially. Yeah, definitely some depth in the, in the goalkeeping position for sure and valor signed 32 uh, year old goalkeeper uh, jonathan viscossi who comes over from finland that uh, will be re- replacing uh yesley do you have any tabs on him obviously he uh has been spent a lot of his career overseas
0: yeah yeah he was so he played a number of years in the uk as you mentioned he most recently played in the the, the first tier of the Finnish league and he's like a solid dependable pro uh, one of the th- things that Philip DeSanto said in the press release after I put out my information um, is that they were really looking for like that leader on the back end. Obviously, a 32 year old is going to be more mature than a 24 year old, and they felt like they really wanted to solidify that. Obviously, the fee for Yezli was undisclosed, but once they, I'm thinking, once they figured out, hey, we could bring Viscasi in, maybe. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but they're like, okay, we can get some money and maybe get something back from Atletico and and it turns out to be a loan in Verhoeven. So they had a mid, uh, you know, uh, a good midfielder and uh, a veteran keeper on the back end to really solidify things. And I think they're trying to sort of replicate what Halifax did, did did this year with Jan Fillion where, you know, he's like the general at the back, organizing the line, organizing the shape and really uh, keeping everyone in touch. And I think that's something that they really need because obviously they, it's going to be, you know, essentially a completely new roster this year for Valor.
1: Yeah. And I don't think they're done yet either. You know, like I think that that's a, that was a tactical move by them. And I think they still have more to come I, I wouldn't count them out yet. Um, and that wasn't the only goalkeeping move in, uh, the Canadian premier league today either because, uh, cavalry signed a 21 year old goalkeeper, Jack Barrett on loan from English premier league side, Everton, just a big deal um some right. competition for marco uh, carducci um mo- looking ahead to 2024 um i read that he uh he's been with the uh, everton since he was nine most recently played alongside their under 18 and, and recently the under 21 squad in, in the premier league too and uh yeah his um he was quoted saying this opportunity is one that i couldn't miss and i can't wait to be part of such a successful club so it sounds like he's obviously coming out here looking to get minutes and uh is uh pretty enthusiastic about the move here to to calgary so um yes three different uh goalkeeper moves in the in the league today
0: yeah it's it's really interesting as well like when i saw everton i kind of took a step back a little bit and and googled him uh one thing that really jumped over to me like he's a big kid he's he's six three um obviously he was been at their academy since he, he was nine and and it's going to be really interesting to watch their training camp to see how much of a, an opportunity he gets, as you said, to compete with Carducci and, and see if he could get some minutes. Uh, because, you know, I you don't think he would be coming over here unless there something was dangled in front of him, right? There's got to be motivation to, yes. to leave the UK because obviously there's there's dozens and dozens of clubs that would have taken him over there. So there must have been something said or, or, or I, I hesitate to say promised um, that he'll get the opportunity to do in Calgary they wouldn't get to do in the UK. So we'll, we'll see what uh, Tommy Wilden Jr. has up his sleeve in that case. Yeah. But uh, it's it's exciting to see just that level of quality coming to the CPL.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it makes me think as well, like that, you know, a, a Premier League reserve side under 21 to CPL pipeline to send out players to get consistent regular playing time um get first team pro minutes here in canada like we have canadians that are over in england right now that are playing at similar levels as this um jack barrett that's been sent over here like you know we have luke de fujiroles yeah. um who actually cracked the tottenham first team was on the bench last week uh jamie Knight labelle was oh yeah what did i say He <laughs> <You> said tottenham <laughs> why am i thinking about tottenham yeah um, there's Canadians that played for Tottenham in the past. Shout out to Paul Stalteri, Um, but, uh, <laughs> Luke Tepujeriles. Yeah, with Fulham. Um, like, I, I don't know. I maybe, maybe he, he could get somewhere else, but it's like, you know, perhaps he, he's ready for some first team playing time. And then there's Jamie Knight Labella at, at Bristol city, who actually did get some minutes, um, in their championship or not championship uh, FA cup tie with Nottingham earlier this week. Um, and then Tom McGill, another goalkeeper, Who's playing um, under twenty three, I believe, or Premier League two at least, uh, with uh, Brighton, Hove, and Albion, and and you know he's he's he he plays great. Whenever we could look at his statistics and whatnot, and who's received a call up with Canada, the Gold Cup in the summer, and you know he's a promising keeper in Canada's goal uh, in our in our goalkeeping pool. So uh, perhaps it, like why wouldn't a CPL club want to take on someone like that? Like is that too below? His pedigree. I mean, obviously, they had, you know, Everton sending this this youngster out here. So, um, yeah, it just makes me think. Maybe, maybe I wonder if any clubs have have tried with these other young Canadian players that are uh, overseas mm-hmm. right now that aren't getting any first team minutes and they're playing like this this guy uh, under twenty one squad that could benefit their development playing over here. To, to come back
0: home and I'm really glad you brought that up Mitchell because the, you know this has been an off season of, of homecomings right as I mentioned earlier like Chris Vardek to, to come back I, I believe he was playing um, in Ireland if yeah. memory serves me correctly so you know he's 26 27 years old uh, he's been away from Canada for 10 years and Athletic gave him the opportunity to say hey come be competitive here we're gonna have a great squad and play at home in front of your friends and family." And that's amazing. And of course, we're dropping our Ben Fisk interview uh, pretty shortly. But between Ben Fisk, Perstie, and David Norman Jr., you no, know, there's three BC boys right there who uh, who all came to Vancouver FC this year, right? So um, yeah, it's 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 exciting. It's exciting to see that starting.
1: Definitely. Didn't he go to Ottawa? Nope.
0: Not Paris, or are you talking Not about
1: Paris? Paris, G, Paris G's in Vancouver, David Norman Jr's at Vancouver. The
0: And Ben Fisk. Yeah, ben yeah. Fisk.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about, um... Still. Yes, still. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Part
0: of the Ottawa camp. Yeah, um, maybe I misspoke, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll hear back right. later. You
1: were right, yeah. Well, Ben Fisk interview, actually let's drop it Sunday. So, look out for that. That was a good chat we had with him. Um, first Canadian, our first player to play at four different CPL clubs, so... Um,
0: although verhoven now ties him by joining valor
1: oh really yeah no way someone's gonna have to move
0: (laughs) (laughs) but after our chat with ben fisk i don't think it'll be him
1: yeah no fair enough he seems pretty set over in his uh his uh neck of the woods um what about uh ryan telfer joining the halifax Wanderers?
0: yeah that's that's, really... that's that's
1: that's a player that's now going to be at three different cpl clubs in his career but uh, what, what was the other one that was pacific
0: i think it was york pacific and now halifax yeah right. i i think bring up the press release here but uh telfer is really interesting to me oh no I'll I'll let it go ottawa I'll, I'll let it go there it is um you know he scored the first goal in cpl history which is huge Mm-hmm. uh he's got a lot of professional experience and like his profile is is different in a lot of ways just because of you know he's he's been a bit nomadic right he's been all over the place he's 29 years old and i think he's a leadership signing through and through right so obviously he had some attacking elements and he's been a goal scorer in his career but uh i i really do think that his leadership is a big reason that he was brought in it was interesting too because a couple—it's been a couple of years ago now—but uh, he 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 shushed the the kitchen in Halifax, and so some people are still salty about it. And uh, you know, I hesitate to call it a controversial signing, but it's definitely one that got conversations going um, with where he'll play and, and also his attitude, right? Like that's the biggest thing that people talk about uh, is you know he can be a bit fiery and uh, doesn't really care what other people think, which which you know can be a really good thing in a footballer um so uh, yeah i'm i'm excited to see how he fits in and and how things go in training camp with uh with adding another veteran
1: and fellow uh, trinidad de Beagle international as well yeah that's a huge
0: huge component of us like he doesn't get signed unless um ron prasad and john michaels uh chime in and vouch for him right so, like i they would talk to them mm-hmm. b- before and and of course he you know, Telfer's has played for the Trinidad and Tobago national team as well so there is the potential that there could be two Wanderers suiting up against Canada here in March
1: yeah Yeah, true I mean I'm going to support them all the way here in Halifax but uh, on that date in March it's going to be a, a different story um, yeah a, a, any other CPL news you want to touch on before we switch gears
0: no I think I think uh, we've got it all nailed down I will have um, I just want to say that I'm currently working uh, on a series called CPL by the Numbers, which is like advanced statistics. So for anyone who's a data nerd, uh, wants to bring that love to the CPL, uh, feel free to check out my website just for the, the latest stuff. Um, it's all put together by a writer in Ottawa, and he's actually been tracking and keeping hold of his own CPL database for a number of years now. And uh, he does
1: fantastic work on Twitter. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's re- it's really cool to to see what he's doing. Right, he's got player comparisons. You can see their profiles, breaks it down to eighteen different statistics. Um, I really enjoyed working with him, and and you know I think it's uh, great to have that that level of insight available for this league.
1: I agree. Yeah, it, it, the the addition of that is is uh, just another step in the in the right direction to have coverage from all angles, which is uh, it's good for the people that want to nerd out, but it's also helpful when when you you know your your club makes a new signing and you want to get actual in-depth data as to you know how effective has this player been historically and what what will they you know what can i expect for them to bring to my my team
0: and, and one thing i wanted to add as well it's like this level of data the clubs are doing that work themselves like they have information that isn't public so it's really nice to have a model that we can use as fans and reporters uh, to be able to reference and, and help with our work and just add more depth into the coverage that we provide
1: so pretty cool yeah, most definitely. Let's um, switch of gears here. I guess we could kind of get into the you know Canadian men's national team, the uh, recent news and whatnot. As we were recording here, I just would like to to note that uh, Ike Ubo, um, who signed with uh, Sheffield Wednesday on loan until the end of the season, uh, left Cardiff. Um, so he, he's played five matches so far. He scored a brace as we were recording, his first two goals for the club. So oh that's huge yeah i was getting notifications i was like nice um <laughs> so that's huge it's fantastic because you know uh our, our our striker depth has been producing recently there was a real dry spell and 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 the fall and early winter but you know jonathan david got a brace over the weekend um as uh leo won four nil um you know kyle Aaron has been performing quite well in uh copa del rey they are uh they're still in it right now. He didn't he didn't uh, score in their semifinal matchup against the uh, Real Sociedad a couple of days ago. But uh, but yeah, no, Ike Ubo scoring. And um also I want to bring up uh, Theo Bear, who's who's mm-hmm. with Motherwell in the, the Scottish premiership. Uh six goals, two assists in his last five matches, you know, in the fall, Canadian soccer circle this guy was a write off essentially, you know, came up through Vancouver, went to Scotland, had really hit his the expectations that were put on him when he arrived there. And now out of nowhere, he's just scoring for fun. Um, so it's interesting. I I see people now kind of, you know, bringing up the idea of, should he get, does he deserve a call up in March? And, uh, I, I I wouldn't argue against it, I, you know, sure. I mean, even Ike Ubo, I mean, perhaps maybe not, but it's just like, does it, does it hurt? I mean, he's, you know, like what I think is like the competition that he's facing in the Scottish premiership surely is a little bit higher than the Trinidad and Tobago national team. I don't know if that's a controversial take, but, you know, obviously some players on, on the Trinidad team do play um you know are obviously standard they have some stand-up players but for the most part it's like if he was someone that we could substitute on late in the match um you know when when Laren or david have have tired legs it's like why not get someone who's obviously struck a groove right now and, and is operating and executing in a way where like the ball comes to him, he's in space he knows how to put it in a lot of his goals are just him taking making a run he's able to progress the ball forward and in very clinical finishing from, from the stuff that I've seen, this um, physical player, he can hold off of uh, the opposition defenders and receive the ball. Well, I mean, I think that uh, if he keeps this up, it's kind of a, a fun, uh, you know, come from behind story here. Cause he was someone that he's 24 years old and, He's just been, you know, over in Scotland since, uh, you know, for over two years now and, uh, yeah. he's just starting to to break through 27 appearances with eight goals in the season total. And like 85% of, of all of his production on the score sheet has been in this last month and a half. He's mother wills uh, player of the month, the last two matches. So I'm riding his, uh, this is my endorsement of, uh, uh, Thelonious bear right now i think his dad might uh, or some family member might like all my posts on twitter about him because i always see this like uh last name is bear it's like bob bear i'm sorry <laughs> if i got it wrong i think it is but they had no profile picture but they always like my posts about him so they're lurking and they like the support for for their son or cousin
0: yeah and you know that's that's something that we've talked about before mitchell where it's like just because they get called up doesn't mean you're gonna play them for 90 minutes Right. Like you need to get these younger players experience on the national team so that when Kyle Laren, you know, falls out of form, you have other options. Right. You don't want a single point of failure to say, you know, we need this guy and that's the only guy we're going to take or whatever. Right. So like, obviously, you plan to start, you know, Jonathan, David, have Kyle Lahren, Tejon Buchanan, like have them there. Uh, but also bring people to get experience and like get 10 minutes at the end of the match when you've got it tied up and that'll do wonders for developing Canadian players, not for now, but for the future, right? Like that's that you have to be forward-looking and yeah. obviously we have an older squad. So,
1: yeah. And this is just perhaps a player that's, that's developing at a, at a later stage than, than others. Right. I mean, uh, you know, the Scottish premiership is not the, you know the the, the league, a league that has the highest quality in the world but it's not nothing either and uh obviously he's performing and um so yeah it, it would be interesting to, to watch moving forward I mean there could be a battle of the Theos because uh Theo corbinu uh Corbinu uh score uh signed with uh Granada in, in La Liga which is mm-hmm. uh you know a, a relegation battling team but he's a he's officially done with with wolves and uh I mean this is a guy that that Canadian fans should keep an eye on as well. I mean, he was putting up some pretty impressive numbers during his, his short stint with Grasshopper in Switzerland. And now he out of nowhere, he's the second Canadian that's that's actively playing in, in La Liga. And he's not someone that's getting getting call-ups as of right now. So, you know, that's a young player that also, you know, adds some depth right depth right now and it and wouldn't hurt to to call up especially for the march window if he if he, he already got his uh first run on the weekend um it's already made a debut quicker than tajan buchanan at inter but um so I, i'll be keeping tabs on him as well because i mean he he's been overseas for for years now and he's had numerous loans to, to league one championship sides and then went over to Switzerland. And, um, now he's in Spain, Spain's top flight. He's he signed a you know a, a deal with them, so I think it's until twenty twenty six. To forgive me if I'm wrong there, I don't have the the info right in front of me. But uh, that was that was a big deal. Um, I thought that was I, I actually made a post and I said it was the the undoubtedly the biggest move, the biggest Canadian move of the January transfer window. And then I completely forgot that uh, Tejan Buchanan <laughs> happened. Right at the beginning of the month because it went on for so long that I was just like, that wasn't I, this month. It couldn't have been, man. Huh? It's couldn't too have big. Been. It didn't happen. Like it doesn't. It's not even in the same category. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Teja Buchanan and Inter play Roma tomorrow at the Stadio Olimpico. So, um, don't know if I, I, I see him. I, I think it's uh, Inter play Salernitania, which is their club in last place in the Serie R um, next week. So I think that uh, with Champions League coming back around, Inter needing to uh, apply some rotation, I think that that might be when Tejón makes his his big debut in the Serie A. But who knows? It could come this weekend against Roma as well. Roma's been Roma's my Serie A club, and they've been performing mm-hmm. fantastically the last three matches under uh, De Rossi, the new manager. So it'll be. I think that'll be a good match.
0: Yeah, ever since they gave Mourinho the uh, the axe, there.
1: They gave him the boot and the players have come alive in Rome. Pellegrini has been scoring like a madman and uh, they've made some interesting signings as well. Love to see a Canadian at uh, in in the Roma colors someday. Um, some less encouraging news as well. Ooh, I see the, butch- in the, the butcher's bill. The yeah, butcher's bill is coming. <laughs> I think it's worth noting that, uh, you know, Davies has uh, came off in, in Byron's last match injured. Um Alistair Johnson was subbed off early on and uh Celtics match on the weekend after taking uh no I think it's a, I I have to get up the 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 post here from from Joshua Cloak, but um I think it's a fractured jaw is what it ended up being. There was like some real um doom and gloom comments from yeah. uh Celtic manager uh earlier today and then it kind of was shot down not too long ago. So which is which is good because it, you know, it was kind of like we don't know how severe it's gonna be. I was a head related injury, but uh I got to get this uh tweet up just to confirm this here from joshua cloak but yeah you know he said that uh yeah he has a fractured jaw it should be available for canada's copa america qualifier in march so that's, that's huge yeah, yeah.
0: uh yeah. B- just because earlier the reports were saying it could be a skull fracture and they were waiting on scans i think yeah. uh so when i first saw that i went oh oh crap like that one that's a very serious injury and and you know my thoughts were with them but also it you know you're not coming back quickly from that so to hear that it's a jaw that's um you know still sucks but uh you know much much better news and not as serious
1: yes and uh davies was taken off as well um over the weekend with byron uh i'm trying to so much news to to go through i'm trying to remember what was the he twisted his hamstring
0: or something yeah no knee Right. Yes,
1: it's something minor. I believe I do I think he might be out for a few weeks. So I think uh more was asked about that and he said that he spoke with Davies and that uh, he should be expected to be back in time for for March. and I I saw some posts and people saying like, oh, it's not good. like it's looking bad, but it's like, man, it, Canada played a good portion of their World Cup qualifying matches without Davies and they finished top of their group. Obviously, it was a different time, but you know, I think we should be able to. People have so much trauma associated with our our national team that they, you know they think that you know if we lose one player and we can't beat Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, the off. sky is
0: falling, right? Yeah,
1: um, but I, I think Davies and no Davies, we should be expected, just considering the talent we have, to to still be able to 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 get the job done. Allison Johnson's a, a bit more concerning at that position, but uh, Biello started uh, Larea over Johnson back in this match we yep. won against Jamaica. So. Um, I, you know, there's, there's still some depth in that, in that right back position. And speaking of Larea, uh, Nottingham Forest put out their, uh, 25, uh, man squad for the remainder of the Premier League season. And to the surprise of, of many Canadian fans, Larea was included in that list. Um, as he signed with Nottingham in 2022, you know, helped them fight for promotion back to the Premier League, succeeded was loaned to TFC for about a year, then went to Vancouver. That ended and it was kind of up in the air. Where is Larego going? Is he going to stay in the MLS? Vancouver tried to get him back and there was issues. Um and now all of a sudden he's in he's back, I guess with Forest. So we got a Canadian in the prem.
0: Love love to see it. A surprise, but love to see it
1: (laughs) yeah so it'll be interesting to see if he if he you know can get some minutes or if he just you know sits on the bench and you know wears a a winter coat for the next few months and at least gets to train a bit but uh you know i i I, yeah so that that's that was encouraging news um and another you know another thing to mention as far as the injury list is uh million borian borian was uh stretch it off I don't know if he stretched it off but he was uh, he came off uh, I saw some photos earlier but he was injured in uh, his match today um the 59th minute uh, with uh, what is this called slovan uh, slovan Bratislava. can't say I watched too many of the games so my apologies <laughs> on' that, <laughs> pronunciation there but uh yeah so who knows I don't know what the the context of the injury is because uh, it's kind of difficult to get some some news out of there. Uh, every now and then, and I can't say I follow too much of of his matches these days, but you might actually, they, they might have no choice but to, to use another goalkeeper for the match against Trinidad in, in just over a month.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens and, and what his timeline looks like. But um, yeah, Yellow's hands might be tied a little bit.
1: Indeed. Um, I think that kind of covers most of everything. Oh, the world cup
0: yeah that little thing huh? <laughs> yeah
1: they announced yeah. The, uh, the the amount of world cup matches that canada is going to host in, in 2026 uh did you get a chance to to look into that watch the announcement what are your thoughts Un-
0: unfortunately i didn't get to watch the actual announcement but i've seen enough memes i think that i get the get the gist of it uh, we were talking a little bit about this you know uh, off uh off air but uh it was like a weird take to have all the celebrities like march on up to, to do the announcement. It felt very, um, what was the word that you used? Americanized? Yeah. 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 It it, it was very different. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's very exciting. Obviously, this is the first step to, you know, like actually making plans to go to the World Cup. Right? Like mm-hmm. now we know, you know, which cities in Canada got, uh, got the matches, which is great. What the distribution is, you know, where where um yeah where you can sort of plan and book your hotels and all that good stuff so um it, it's exciting that we're moving in that direction Um, you know there was a bit of outrage not outrage but I, I i laughed at all the articles that came out so uh canada will be playing in toronto for the first match to kick everything off which is great and then they'll go to vancouver for their following two matches and i saw people online saying like did toronto get shafted like (laughs) uh, i don't really think so but um it it was interesting to see that was like the takeaway from it. not that we get to watch team you know yeah canadian players play on home soil for the world cup in canada like that's amazing to me so uh, you know wherever it is it it could be in a callous and i would i would fly there to go that would
1: be fantastic that would revolutionize that that part of Canada. Um, if they were able to host a World Cup in the well, in the freezing cold, they'd
0: have to build everything. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be expensive. Um, and yeah, I, I think that there's, you know, I think everybody wins in this situation. I, I was actually kind of surprised. Obviously, I think you you might have saw a few more pessimistic posts than I did. I, I thought yep. it was generally a, a positive reception, even from uh, most Torontonians. Uh, they get the opening match in the you know Canada's Which first ever big. game on on home soil at uh, Toronto Stadium. They don't call it BMO Fields in the in the FIFA releases for some kind of uh, I don't I don't really know what the reason is, but they call it Toronto Stadium. Uh, something to do with marketing reasons, I guess. Uh, yeah, whatever. But Friday, June twelfth, that's their first match. They get the they get you know, Toronto gets to host Canada's first game, and then they get over to Vancouver for June eighteenth. And then Wednesday, uh, June twenty fourth will be their their third group stage match in in Vancouver. Toronto will host a round of thirty two match, and Vancouver will as well. And Vancouver will get one round of sixteen match. So it's it's, yep. it's great to see that you know if Canada was to, if Canada is to get out of the group, and I I think that the preparations now should be to obviously that's a goal. Need to get out of the group. Host a World Cup at home. Um, you have to yeah you that that's a given and I do believe that if they did then they would uh play both of those m mat- play as many knockout matches as they can in Canada in Vancouver because you wouldn't want to have them back and forth flying across the country to three different time zones uh just to just to make it work. So um yeah it was exciting as far as the uh the broadcast of the of the announcement it was funny too because I was watching it on, on YouTube and the audio yeah. was atrocious for the first like 15 minutes they they had it all messed up and um that's like the live chat which is like fix the volume fix the audio fix the audio (laughs) it's just so funny to think even with big announcements like this like the slightest human error like it, it still happens um but i thought it was interesting with kevin hart like right there with the fifa president and the host just you know god he said that he grew up playing soccer and his kids play soccer and like you know, they were kind of, you know, the the FIFA president and uh, the broadcast, uh, the host was, they were kind of going back and forth, like, you know, with uh, Gianni uh, Infantino, and the host and they were like well what is your dream world cup team or imagine this scenario whatever and like kevin hart's like i could just i felt like he didn't know what they were talking about and he did a really good job at playing it off to someone who might not be paying attention to that but i was so i was like locked in on kevin hart's body language i was like do you know what's going on here or do they just throw you here because you're kevin hart because they got drake for the canada announcement sure they got Kim, kim kardashian and her son saint were are responsible for announcing where the u.s will play their opening game in the states that announcement came out to the public from their mouths first and i thought that that was that was just interesting because like this kid like kardashian's kid is like just there in his jersey and like he doesn't really even want to talk and it's just like dude you're like nine and you like you kind of got you're interested in soccer you play or whatever sure. and like you get to announce the the first like the the, where the like the first game in the u.s is gonna be for the fucking oh sorry to be the curse the 2026 world cup um i I would
0: love to be in the boardroom when they were deciding how they wanted to roll out the announcements like okay what if we get a bunch of famous people (laughs) yeah right but and we'll have them pretend to be soccer not pretend to be but like who have like a casual interest in yeah in soccer which right? is like, fine really which like is, which is fine you and, want that you, know, you want
1: more people interested but
0: but uh yeah it, it was just an in- interesting delivery i guess i don't know i'm i guess i'm feeling glass half empty today I'm, i feel like i've been bringing all the negative energy just <laughs> no it's fine like,
1: well the drake is-
0: drake's a basketball fan everyone knows it
1: He's, he's, there's he's a lot of fun with uh, like Biddy jr roma players and he's
0: he i knows? i i know that's true that's true right and i remember in uh, joshua cloak's uh book actually like there's a couple pages where like the players like realize that they've made it when drake invites them ah. out after a match so they're like, wow after and the stalker's off, going up because drake's inviting us
1: out i know that's so crazy it's like <laughs> You Guys, should be at least you know mutuals now. This year, you know obviously oh, Drake yeah. is one of the most successful artists in the 21st century and biggest rapper in the world, but yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting to, to, to consider that dynamic. And Drake had an old line, you know, something to do with every rapper wants to be a basketball player, every basketball player wants to be a rapper, or something like that. He said yeah, yeah. it better, but uh, you know, it's the, the mutual admiration society is strong there, but. I think the Drake's little bit was probably the best one out of the. You know, Kevin he held his ground, but sure, yeah. I mean, he's a. That's what he does. He's an entertainer. He 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 knew how to kind of, uh, improvise in, in that kind of situation. And I think that the, the whole goal is to, to to attract interest from the non soccer fan as well. Get them of excited. About it. And if you rec- if you see a familiar face, then he'll, you know maybe the, the psychological response is like, wait, what's what's going on here but uh did you see the the outfit that was worn by uh uh infantino i always forget his name um the fifa president he was rocking some like weird
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was, <laughs> he was he was funny. like i'm gonna dress
1: formal but also casual <laughs> yeah it was like he yeah it was complete he he met both both the uh, styles halfway uh, I guess was just she was just trying to appeal to that. You know that that old meme from I don't know what movie that is, but it's like uh what's up, fellow kids? It's like the <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Hello, fellow teenagers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh... Steve Buscemi with a skateboard and a backwards <laughs> hat. But... <laughs>
1: yeah, that right there. Well, that was that was uh uh Gianni in that moment there. Um but yeah, that's uh man, I feel like we really covered a lot here. Uh,
0: yeah, there there was a bit. Um the only thing I was gonna ask you about is think this is right the finals is going to be in New Jersey
1: yeah MetLife Stadium
0: MetLife Stadium I uh, I don't know what that took me aback a little bit of course part of this is to get new fans engaged or whatever else but like I don't know I I was surprised I, I was thinking it was going to be like Dallas yeah <laughs> not New Jersey <laughs> yeah I know I mean yeah
1: I I, I... Why? Why was that a surprise to you? I, I didn't expect it to be there either. To be honest, I don't know what I I don't I think I thought maybe it was gonna be like, back in Los Angeles or,
0: I, yeah. For some reason, I just expected it to be in California. Like that. Me too. That that made the the in my brain the most sense where it's just like, oh, it's gonna be in LA. Huge population, uh, good soccer culture out there.
1: That's Is and New- then it. Is New York a more iconic city than LA? like the americans if if one american city had to take the crown would it be new york
0: i feel like yes i feel like in the american psyche new york is like the more popular city
1: yeah i feel like it has more of a uh
0: gravitas i i, I don't know yeah. there's there's just something you know it's frank biggest, sinatra population yeah, yeah frank was. sinatra you know he wasn't singing about la Well, he may have been. I'm not that big of a Frank fan, but (laughs) New York, New York is uh, is the song that comes to mind. Right. So,
1: yeah, that's true. It's the the big apple. You know, it's uh, just a a huge apple, really. (laughs) Gargantuan apple. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Canada sized apple. Also, I would just like to announce that uh, I'm going to see I'm going to see Messi.
0: Oh yeah, dude! Yeah, a, a I uh, I week. completely <laughs> forgot about that. You sent me your uh, your itinerary. You're like, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, like the scene from scene from Anchorman where they're all sipping a beer after their fight. We're like, that escalated
1: quickly. <laughs> it escalated so fast. Yeah, I uh last Wednesday I was I was working and um my buddy he he often has to go to the states for for his job and he said that he was going to be in Florida and uh, I think he, yeah he's like he's going to be there for. The week leading up to that batch and i was like when does the mls season start because i know it was yeah, you know yeah. it's coming up and i uh, looked up and i was like get to miami versus real salt lake and i just jokingly sent him a screenshot and i was just like are, is, are you gonna be there on february 21st when the season kicks off and and miami plays their first game and he was like yeah i'm actually going to be in fort lauderdale which is where dry pink stadium is and uh i was like wow y- you should go and he's like, yeah, we should go. And I was like, can I do that? And like, yeah, I had a bunch, I have a bunch of time that I, that I am eligible to take off from work. And I thought, you know, why, why not? Let's, let's do this. I mean, cause tickets were surprisingly available. I, I, we both got our tickets for, um, two us each. Huh. And, uh, kind of like in the, A little bit closer to one side we actually had two seats selected that was like they were like dead center center. row 28 um so a little bit high up but right on the like right by the tut like uh, direct behind the touch the touch line and uh they they got they like we, when we were checking out they like became unavailable because we were on the the site for so long being like are these the right seats should this be the one that we go with so we just went and got ones that were like slightly higher up and, and closer to one that but you, you know you get a good view of a of Messi taking a corner um you know I'm I'm, I'm on an inter Miami bandwagon bandwagoner sure. but I mean the opportunity was there I, you know I had a combination already that that was set up so I was like let's let's do this before they don't they run out and. T- you know there was like one good flight left that was like direct to florida from halifax and uh it's at a reasonable price so it just the stars aligned and i went from like 12 p.m you should go to this game to 4 p.m booked and we're doing yeah. it. We're, we're
0: going to florida that's amazing take you know it's uh, another reminder take your shot when you have it right the fact that you're able to do that is is amazing and uh my only question to you is are you gonna write a formal letter of complaint if messi doesn't play like uh hong kong did
1: yeah, I was thinking about that. I, honestly I, I'm in it for the experience. It's fine. Like if I ideally it would be nice to say that I saw Messi play, but like uh yeah, I I I just it, it kind of just worked out. Like if he was like, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. be in uh Kansas and sporting Kansas City is gonna play <laughs> like uh you Orlando would have said City. sure
0: wherever, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, I just wanna I would love to go to an MLS game. I went to one MLS game when I was when I was twelve, actually. I saw TFC play in like two thousand and eight, um, so it just, I it just would be a fun experience. And I the the whole Miami, uh, just the, the whole setup out there is is you know it's it's, it's world class. I mean they got like courtside seating for the the game, which is you know they're doing things a bit differently. But you know it's why not? It's an adventure. And uh, plus it's really cold right now, so why not? You know it's a quick trip. I'll be going for three days, but uh, who knows? Maybe we could do a. A podcast from the beach. I'll try to get us a an interview with somebody. That's
0: that's funny that you're headed to Florida. Meanwhile, my partner and I we've booked tickets to go back to Gander, Newfoundland in the middle of the winter. It's Very similar American. climates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who 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 knows, man? Uh Gander International Airport, crossroads of the world, if you believe it. Really? Yeah. Wow,
1: well, I didn't know that. You should use you
0: uh... used, used to be all international travel coming uh, from europe would have to stop in Gander to refuel but now everything just goes overhead
1: They just (laughs) forgot about you guys just like that well not you guys but yeah yeah it it's sad
0: it's sad but anyways we've probably rambled far too long mitchell where can people find you online
1: yeah i think i'm starting to, to lose consciousness here i forgot i was sick uh they can find me at uh canadian soccer talk on x that's at can football f-u-t-b-o-l talk um that's the footy account i mean mitchell bailey 7 on instagram Uh, and what's my personal twitter and bailey reporter something like that follow the footy account we'll 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 rock with that um and uh someday perhaps i'll get that that handle and i won't have to spell a football for you guys
0: it's it's coming man it's coming i'm manifesting it for you good vibes yeah uh and for myself of course you can follow me on twitter slash x at wanderers notes as well as check everything out on my blog and website which is wanderers notebook.ca otherwise that wraps up our show for today and we'll be back uh over the weekend with our interview with ben Fisk and many other episodes of two big ones fun. coming next week like oh, two big ones coming yeah like our big maybe our biggest date i would say Stay tuned. Stay tuned, fans. Anyways, we'll uh, talk to you guys later.
1: Farewell.